What's up, guys? Welcome back to an episode of the Launchpad Podcast. I didn't say another episode because we have been ghosting them for a little bit. A little. We actually have been starting a couple businesses, which we'll get into. This woman right here has been helping me with all of it. Could not do it without her. But we've just been underground, keeping our head low and doing what we need to do. So now it's back time to get, or now it's time to get back to the podcast. And today we have a very special guest. My best friend in the whole world, Rachel Higgins. Oh, you're my best friend as well. Trust me. We've been through a lot together, haven't we? Girl, a lot. A lot. Like we have been together since... 2018, 2019, did we say? 2018. 2018. Yeah, I looked last night. I had, I had to check because I have no idea. But 2018, we met at the community center. That was like my first job here in Arkansas. Really? Yes. Okay, yeah. So we worked at the Bentonville Community Center together, which is like, um, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, it's like a community center, like an athletic complex. There's workout yeah. classes you can do. We worked in the child care. So when you yes. go work out, you can drop off your kids. The kids center. So, oh man, let's just, let's just get into it. How was working at the, at the community center together? Like how did we even become friends? Honestly, I think I worked there before you, correct? Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think we just met because of our vibes. We just vibed as people compared to the rest of the, the crew, whatever, they were older or yeah. a lot shyer than we were, and we also bonded on vaping. We would <laughs> hit our vapes in the bathroom. Yeah. That was some good times. But I think I've even talked about that on an episode before. I think so, too. Like, I can't even remember, but I've been like, yeah, so me and my friend would go and hit our vapes in the bathroom. Yeah. And I, I, like, knew something was up because you kept going to the bathroom, and I was like, yeah. okay, either this girl's got to shit a lot, which, again, <laughs> we'll get to in a little bit, but um, also, like... She's got to be hitting a vape. Yeah. And so I, I think I, I just was. straight up asked you or like maybe I saw it or yeah, in your pocket or probably. something. I was like, bro, you, you have a vape. <laughs> and then we would just go in the bathroom together. We'd be like, we need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I, I, I don't know I how to they help didn't. her. <laughs> how do they not catch us? Like, I don't what know. do you mean? Go to the bathroom together while you're working and there's I only one other person. First. I think like one of us would go first. <laughs> okay. I don't think yeah. we would walk you're out right, together. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Because at, at a certain point. Either I only had a vape or you only had a vape, but there was only one. Probably and so I'd be you. like, can we go to the vape? Or can we go to the... Yeah, because I was like older and I like yeah. had pods and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, can we please go yeah, to... Yeah, because I can buy yeah. at the time. So I'd go first and then you'd like make up some excuse that you'd have to go too. Yep. Meet me in there. We'd be like chiefing it in the stall. And For then real. we'd go back and be hanging out with kids buzzed AF. Yeah, it helped. It did help. It did. It did help. I swear. <laughs> Something about it. And we also bonded when we would go in your car and you had to let your blower cool down yeah which you also have talked about before yes i have talked about it on here too yes when i had my little blower in my car i would like get too hot in the summer yeah and there was a day when i couldn't get it in my car yeah and i'd be like hey bro can i sit in your car and like let my blower cool off in your ac and i would literally hold it there (laughs) and be like okay i think it's cool enough let me go check and i'd run over there like no not cool enough yet that was how we like started hanging out outside of work for sure yeah for sure and And then we started hanging out at your house yes we get pretty drunk Mm -hmm. yeah rachel and i start was very like very wild yeah we had a very wild start now we're like grandmas compared to what we did like we never drink anymore we're like so we're saints we're saints yeah i think it's good though i think it's just because of what we've been through in life that brought us here for sure for sure for sure so yeah ever since then we just started hanging out and um before we get into like later on in the story like why we stopped hanging out and kind of how we came back 
I don't know if you guys have noticed my shirt. Oh, girl. <laughs> the we have some news. The reunion tour came to Northwest Arkansas this past weekend, and we went to Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. We were both at the concert. We didn't go together, but... Um, it was amazing. Some crazy things happened. Uh-huh. I ended Share, up, you know, please. getting invited backstage and getting to meet Snoop Dogg. Not only meet him, but... I got to smoke a joint with Snoop Dogg, all right? And I'm just going to post the photos. I'm going to overlay them right here so yes. you can see the proof. For real. I am in Smook's, Smook's Snoop Club. <laughs> I'm in Snoop's Smoke Club. And yes, I know, Mom and Dad, it's not your proudest moment. And yes, I've talked about here on being sober. I think being sober is a great thing. But come on, if you had the opportunity to smoke with Snoop Dogg, you would take it too. My sister never smoked a day in her life. She was like, I would. I would have done it. And I was like... I wish you were there. Exactly. I would have. I would have experienced something crazy, girl. That would have been. Can insane. you imagine your first time ever smoking exactly. weed with Snoop Dogg? Exactly. I would never smoke again. No, I would literally be like, no, one and only time that that. <laughs> how can you? How can you go up from there? You can't. Literally, you can't. That is your you've highest hit a high. Peak. You've only hit. You're only going to experience lows from then on. Yes, literally though. How? Yeah. How else? Yeah. That he is an icon, and you touched fingers, touched lips beautiful moment i didn't kiss him we didn't like touch <laughs> lips but you know what i mean through uh, the joint our lips both touch the same joint <laughs> anyways greatest experience of my life um but if you think about it like even though we didn't go to the concert together like that's been our most recent kind of like fun thing we've done that's like six years in the making of our friendship for real from starting at working at a daycare together and now like you're working for me you're like my best friend. Which I love. We spend every day together, almost. Like yesterday, we, we, we went do. less than 24 hours without seeing each other. And we saw each other like, bro, I miss you. I know. And I was like, dude, this is weird. I like, know. This is so weird. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, let's talk about like work and Grounded and everything. Honestly, Grounded has brought me out of my shell. Grounded has given me an opportunity to actually have a life again like mm. honestly like it is my saving grace for real like you like one of the benefits in my contract is to work out and like I also work for juice daddy which is incredible and you give me free juice and like that is all working on my body working on myself you have me in a great schedule like I'm working my ass off and like I wouldn't want to have it any other way. There's no way I would have been drug out of this hole, like, mm. for real. Like, you really did it for me. Mm. For real. Don't be making me cry the I know, first not 10 yet. minutes of the podcast. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But mm. I love it here. Like, I love my responsibilities. I love being, like, your little leader, like, keeping you in track because, you know, life gets hard and... I can't keep myself on track, exactly. so I hired her to keep me on track. Exactly, and... Honestly, I think we just have grown in our friendship as well, like, incredibly. And I could not have asked for more. Like, mm. I really couldn't. Like, mm. I don't even need to be paid, and I would just love it here. I love being here with you and Josh, really. And Josh is a great, great, great um, employer. Is that what he is? For Juice Daddy, he, he really works his butt off, and so do you. And I just... I. You give me drive, both of you. I, mm. I just really love you guys. And you push me. And that's what I need, really. Thanks, Thanks. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I, like, have always seen so much potential in you. Like, from the moment we met, mm -hmm. we 
literally clicked in weird ways. Like, yeah. we're always thinking the same shit. We're always saying the same shit yes. at the same time. Like Yes, all the time. Texting each other at the same time, being like, dude, I was literally thinking about you and yeah. you just popped in my phone. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. We're just on the same Doing wavelength. the same things. Like, yesterday when you were taking a self-care day, you were like, I haven't had one of these in a while or like a day to myself. And the squirrels are going the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> And literally I did the same thing and that was like our first time doing that in like a while, I feel mm-hmm. like. And it was great. And we both posted about it and I was like, dude, like we both haven't posted. So like how did we do that together? I don't know. We're literally just weird. always like on the same vibes. We are. Um I love it. But yeah, like I when I was thinking of people that I wanted to work for me, like I I didn't think of anybody else other than you. Oh. Later on, like, Stop. no, seriously, like, in terms of like, who do I actually want in my home every day? Because like, this isn't just a business. It's weird where- though that you say that because like, I haven't been working in so long. Like, you've never, you haven't seen a hardworking me. No, in I literally have years. never seen you have a job other yeah. than like doing DoorDash and like yeah, exactly things like that. Just because like you needed money. Exactly. But other than that, you know. So like, how? Why did you just trust me so wholeheartedly, dude? I don't know. I just like. I, over the years, I, like, know that you have so much emotion and, like, passion inside of you, and you just, like, haven't known what to do with it. And, yeah. like, honestly, like, seeing you as a friend, it's, like, and what you've gone through and what we're going to talk about in a little bit, it's just, like, if you didn't have an outlet, I just, like, know you're going to implode. Yeah. And, like, that's not in, like, a hateful way. Like, yeah. I just, like, no. know you as my friend, and I'm, like, I know that you like, need to work. I know that you, like, need purpose. Yeah. And, like, I need help. Yeah. And, like, I want to work with people that are searching for purpose. And, honestly, there's not that many people out there that are. Yeah. There's people that want money and they want that promotion or they want the next thing so they can have whatever it is that they're dreaming of. But there's yeah. not people that, like, there's not a lot of people that actually want to make a difference and, like, yeah. leave someone better than they, they came. Yeah. And you're somebody that I know is like that. And so it doesn't matter that I've never seen you work. Like, you have intangible skills of like I can't teach someone to love people or to like want to help someone deep down like you have to be that way yeah and so like I can teach you the rest like I can teach you how to have a schedule like I can teach you how to edit a reel or like show you how to post it somewhere whatever but like that's that does that's not what matters to me Mm -hmm. and I think if you're a good boss you like look for qualities like that in people versus like who's going to be the flashiest or tell you the fanciest things or show you the most souped up resume like a degree you know yeah, yeah, no, like, I just want people that, like, are actually going to want to be there. Yeah. And like you said to me before, like, I've been one of those people that has just been so excited for Grounded and for you having a business. Just, like, everything about it gets me so fired up. Like, I'm just so beyond proud of you. Thanks, You've dude. done some God's work, for real. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing it every day. And I really, really appreciate you, and I know that everybody else at Grounded feels the same probably more mm. we love you we love you here i think it's also extra special because you've like seen me the whole time you know yeah. like you've seen me go off to college and like for real have Meet my struggles josh. like literally like yeah. you were there when i met josh like exactly it's just you've just been there for all the big moments in life and you've also you're really the only person that like truly knows all my lows yeah. like outside of josh like yeah. josh knows everything about me and like in that way but other than that like there's things that like my parents don't know there's things that like my really really close friends outside of you like don't know yeah and like you're just one of those people that just like knows it all and I think it's hard to find um 
I don't know, just like authentic people that love you no matter what yeah. happens. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I feel the same about you for sure. Yeah. It's, it's weird to have like different relationships that are long and comparing to ours, it's like, I don't know. My, the rest of my long my longest friendships are like long distance so like having yeah. somebody here like to see actually grow and like over the years like we've even had times where we haven't talked mm-hmm. and like it's been hard on both of us for sure yeah. I know we were both like drowning but like we both made it out and we found each other again like yeah. that's something special for sure so true like sure. literally so true yeah let's like dive into that like why um I guess it was at the end of 2019, whenever we stopped working at the community center, I went back to college. That was part of it. We were no longer living in the same city for a little bit until the summers. Yeah. So I really feel like we just were friends in the summer. you knew I was going through something because like you said before, I would go to the bathroom a lot and a lot of it was for vaping, but a lot of it was for some severe issues that I was going through, which you didn't really know other than stomach issues is all I really right, said. Right, yeah. She would say, oh yeah, I just like have a bad stomach. Like- yeah, but I would be going to the hospital and stuff like that. So you knew it was pretty severe, but like other than that, you had no idea what was going on with me yeah. or why we stopped talking after that. Like I was just basically, I I didn't want to live. The- <laughs> yeah. So this whole time for two, two plus years, mm-hmm. Rachel has she's been going through these like severe stomach issues that are causing her to have to go to the bathroom um causing you know different parts of her body to not work right not Mm -hmm. function correctly so she's having to go to the doctor a lot and go to the bathroom a lot trying to figure out what's going on and she wouldn't tell anybody the cause she was just saying she didn't know the cause basically and so therefore like you're just at this point of you meet a boyfriend and yeah. he's like, why is this happening to you? Yeah. And he's he was the only person that actually got you to tell the truth for the first time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what what happened with that? Like how did he how did he pull it out of you and what what was it? <clears throat> well basically so what I experienced was something called a rectal prolapse from sexual assault um, from my ex boyfriend. And my intestines would fall out like five to six inches out of my butt all the time. And my boyfriend knew that I was in severe pain. And like when we would have sex, obviously he would see like things were wrong back there. I I honestly don't know what he saw. And I feel horrible for all the guys that I've ever had intercourse with after the fact. But I guess he just like, he he just was like what's up like why why are you so mentally like screwed up basically mm. he was just like why like get a hold of yourself like what's going on honestly because you were just mentally like screaming crying like yeah just all the time yeah like i hate so myself pain. yeah i just yeah. yeah i i literally wanted to die all the time like he would hear me like i want to fucking die i want to kill myself i do not want to be here anymore i don't want to go through this i don't know why i'm like this like he heard everything mm. and that that comes out every once in a while obviously because like just like a grieving process but like I don't know he's he's really the whole fact that I'm like better today because yeah. I told the truth like right. for real so sitting down for the first time and him asking you like why are you like this yeah because you, I was sexually assaulted did you unblock it or did you finally decide to tell the truth 
I think I just decided then. I had told nobody but a girl on my soccer team, and that was, I, I just felt he was the one. I could tell. He could, yeah, mm. he would He would do something for me yeah. in a good way, and he wouldn't judge me. Um, Peyton was the reason that I told my parents, and that pretty much was the reason that I got help in the right areas because the doctors then knew why I was the way I was with a prolapse. They were like, they could not figure out why I had one. And once they did, it was sort of like a, oh, damn, like, now what? Because nothing yeah. else has worked. So was it more clear for the doctors in that in that moment to have a route for you? That was a solution since nothing had worked so so far? Honestly, no. No. They were more just like, oh, we understand why this happened now, but we're still trying to fix it the same as we were before. They were just trying to f- fix a prolapse. It doesn't really matter if it was... What from, the cause of it yeah, was. Yeah, but when they knew that, it was obviously like, oh, no shit. Like, right. of course it's from this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, for the people that are watching now, they're probably thinking, well, she looks great now. Like, what, <laughs> what's happened to her? Like, what are these stomach issues such a big deal? Like, what is the result of, of this? Like, tell the story. So, basically, I had six failed surgeries to fix, try to fix the prolapse. And on my seventh surgery, I decided that with the doctors, I, we had three options. Two were ones that I had before like surgeries that I had before that have failed. And another one was completely different. It was full APR surgery, which is a colostomy bag essentially and taking or removing all of the organs underneath that. Mm. So like the anus, the rectum, and part of the colon. So colostomy bag is basically just having your intestines stick out into a bag so that you can excrete your output easier than me trying to do it through a prolapse. I chose this option because one, I'd done the other two. It's You had six surgeries so far. Yeah. I had already done them. It didn't work. And I was not about to, I, I literally wanted to die. Like I said, like this was my final, I'm, I'm done after this. If this doesn't work, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to find a way to just not be here anymore because I cannot handle this. So I just, the only option that would work is literally closing up my butthole, sewing that shit up, you know? And I got surgery and I shit in a bag and it fucking works. And I've (laughs) never been better in my whole life, ever, ever. Never did I think I would be here, but my God, I'm so glad I'm here. Like, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for Peyton and prying that shit out of me. Like, I I just, he cared and he gave me a purpose in this world. And I'm here living today. And so do you. And so does everybody around me. I just, I feel back to life right now. Yeah. For real. No, it's like so apparent. Yeah. Um, it's really cool, like, being able to sit here and, like, see just where like where you are today and I know like I don't even feel it like you're the one that's been through all of this but just being able to be like dude 
you're here. Like, there were so many times where I would, like, cry to Josh being like, dude, I don't know if Rachel's going to kill herself. Yeah, I sort of cut off all my relationships, and I'm sorry that I did that to you. I was seriously just mentally sinking. Like, I was also bulimic throughout all the failed surgeries and stuff like that because it was really hard to process food with a prolapse and have it, you know... Every time you would eat, would your intestines fall out your butt? They... My intestines would fall out if I sat, stood, laid down. Like, I would have to just hold my hand under my butt to keep them back in. Or, like, really squeeze, like, my, my like, pelvic floor glutes or something. I would just, I would just suck it in. Yeah. It would just always be there, honestly. It's interesting because looking back, I never, like, noticed it in the moment. But, like, you would always, like, stand weird. Or yeah, you would, like, or I would, like, sit and I would, like, yes. maneuver all the time. Yes, I, yes, I noticed you would, like, never sit still yeah. and, like, things like that. But, like, again nobody knew like literally not even your parents like it took years how long from like the start of the prolapse until you told someone Mm. I told somebody in 2020 and it happened when 2017 yeah I was 16 years old yeah pretty sad and and you don't have to talk about it if you aren't comfortable, but, like, what what type of things cause this? Is it anal sex? Is yeah. it repeated anal sex? What? Honestly, in my case, I was extremely drunk, and I called my ex-boyfriend to pick me up because I had, like, serious attachment issues with my boyfriends. Anytime I would ever have one, like, I always thought that was my go-to person and my safe place, even if we broke up, because, you know, they say they're going to marry you and you think, oh, hell yeah, but no. And basically I was just like pissed drunk, throwing up all over myself and he was coming to get me and I woke up or I was at a trailer house and he was coming to get me and bring me back to my house because he lives in my neighborhood. And basically I woke up that next morning in my room and my intestines were falling out. I really couldn't tell you what happened. You still to this day don't remember? No. No. I really, I'm, I was so blackout. Like, and honestly, I couldn't even tell you if, like, I consented or not. But, like, it really didn't matter if one person was sober and I was pissed drunk and he knew it and he was coming to get me and take me home. I just, I always felt so guilty because, like, maybe I did consent to it. But, like, at the same time, he also did try to pull that shit with me like when I was sober and I literally screamed cried when he tried to like put his wiener in my butt like and he knew from that moment on I was never ever gonna do anal so when he picked me up and I found myself like that next to him it was like what did you do to me like I I don't know it was just mind-blowing honestly I had no idea and is that part of the reason why you blocked it out for so long or you didn't tell anyone for so long because you maybe weren't sure what happened or you weren't like yeah you just were so confused honestly yeah I just honestly I I knew what happened I didn't want to believe it because Mm -hmm. like how else does that happen my intestines are randomly falling out of my body one day and I don't have any issues physically Mm -hmm. or was there pain the next day like besides just the intestines it was just like yeah I mean just the pain of yeah my intestines falling out I thought but maybe it could have been like penetration pain yeah 
I have no idea. He, wow. I was also, like, bleeding, like, buckets out of my butt, like, every time I would have a prolapse. That's why I would go to the bathroom all the time, and I would wear diapers because I would, like, excrete blood and mucus all the time, and it was, like, repulsive, mm. <laughs> honestly. It's disgusting. Mm. But you know that that's not your doing, or Mm-mm. that's... You, yeah. you, do, you, do you feel like you still hold any of that shame? Or do, have you let it go? No. Yeah. No. It's not my fault. I can proudly say it's not my fault. What, what could I have done my little 16-year-old self? Helpless. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that 16-year-old girl would be really proud of who you are today. She'd be really <laughs> fucking proud. Don't say that. She would. Thank you. I think so, too. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, for sure. The hell that I've been through, she, she's smiling, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, part of like, part of all of this, not that it like wrapped a bow on it, but like, Rachel and I, we've talked about this before. Like, this isn't the first time I'm hearing this. This isn't the first time me knowing about it. It's just been the first time she's been willing to come on here and talk about it. Yeah, you've and, asked me for, like, what, since before surgery, honestly, to talk mm-hmm. about it or, like, starting yeah. a podcast and talking about it, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay, so post-surgery, what was that like? Like, the recovery? How did you recover from a surgery like that? Uh, it was pretty tough, honestly. Like, it takes a real toll on your body to recover from something like that. Um But honestly, for me, it was surprisingly easy. Like, I looked up so many TikToks and videos of people with this surgery before surgery and them saying, like, this this was the worst, the highest rated pain of surgery, like, of all of them. And I was just like, dude, there's no way. And I went through it, and I, I didn't really see how they could say that because like I just I guess my body just healed so fast you yeah know? it was it was pretty incredible like yeah. I really I really recovered quickly mm-hmm. honestly and got back into the swing of life pretty freaking quick I feel like you did too like within yeah. a couple of weeks I remember you texted me being like dude I can eat again like yeah. I'm eating I'm yeah like I was checking on you being like how is it going like are you able to do your normal things like yeah I'm up I actually like did a yoga session this morning like yeah. I literally like did some I did a workout for the first time like in my room mm-hmm. for the first time in years yeah like, it was that was good. insane yeah I mean it's so hard to like start something like that after you've been through a surgery like full APR and I just I just felt so empowered by like the people on TikTok who were like proud of their ostomies and I just felt like I could do anything honestly. I know it's been like so awesome to see like your confidence since surgery. Yeah. Like you have you're a completely different person now than when I met you versus surgery like you're just a different Rachel and yeah. like you've grown so much in your mindset. You read now, you listen to podcasts like you just consume things that are good for you you don't just listen to rap music and sad music anymore like you're out of that era of (laughs) your life I feel like for sure but along that journey like I know that it hasn't all been confidence so what has that been like like waking up from surgery and now you look down and you have a bag on your life that is permanent like what is that like honestly I I started bawling when I saw it it was it was just like a 
how did this happen to me kind of thing. Like, I knew it was the best option for me, but, like, at the same time, it was just, like, where did I go wrong in life? Like, I was a little girl once, and I was dreaming of just, like, a perfect life, and here I am in front of this mirror, and I have, like, like sh- gunshot wounds in my stomach almost because of the stitches, you know, like, liposcopic surgery, like... I've had that done three times, and every time I feel like I just, like, have missed, like, a little piece of me more because of, like, I don't know, the anesthetics or something. Just, like, I feel like I've lost some of myself through every surgery just because it's it's been so hard. It's obviously I've grown. It's just, like, it was insane, and it was very hard to get myself to the place that I am now, but, like, I really just had to push myself to pretend honestly and then it brought me to this place so like at first yeah I was heartbroken absolutely distraught that this was my life but when I saw the other people on TikTok just living it up and showing me that they're badass I I had to be badass too and even if I felt that hurt in me and that grieving for my old self I had to I had to fight and just get myself here like it didn't matter how hard it was and it brought me here like, yeah, it was hell, but, like, I wouldn't have it any other way because I wouldn't be here today, for real. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Of course. So, with you mentioning, like, seeing other people's TikToks, mm-hmm. you have a little TikTok of your own. I do. How did you get that started? Tell us kind of the journey so far. I mean, you can talk about how many followers you have. You don't have to. Like, just whatever. Uh, yeah, I do have a TikTok. It's um, at Aquarius Ray Ray. If anybody wants to follow, um, but I really just came on there because I saw other people talking about their own stories, and I saw that mine was significantly different. So I was like, "Why not share this?" Considering there might be somebody that is in the same boat, and turns out there was a lot of them, and. A lot of my videos have blown up and I have like 45,000 followers now or 42 maybe. I'm rounding up. But <laughs> round up ish. <laughs> but it's just insane. Like I've seriously changed so many people's lives and like those are the people that keep me going and like staying so positive. Like yeah. I can't I can't give up because so will all these other people. They're feeling exactly how I'm feeling. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for me knowing you and your story, I wouldn't know that rectal prolapse happened to from anal sex yeah. like I, I didn't know that exactly and that's very um very good even if you don't know someone in your life that has happened to this like just being able to bring awareness about it is exactly. so special exactly and just like for all my survivors of sexual assault and like anybody living with a rectal prolapse like they just honestly needed to know that like you don't have to give up like there's other ways to get through this like a lot of people are dealing with it it's not just you I just needed to show that honestly like I just needed to show people because I needed to see that from other people yeah when I was going through it you know social media is just like the devil to me in so many ways honestly just the fact that there's so much fakeness in there, but like with the awesome community, it's really raw and real. And that's where I found my place. And that's why mm-hmm. I choose to keep TikTok and choose to keep doing what I do because I'm helping people, not just making people feel bad about themselves all the time. 
That's why I just cut off all the other ones because there are the other social media platforms because I just truly think everything is toxic in today's world. Like, I, I just don't see how there's any good in what people post when they're just, like, filming themselves and their bodies all the time. You know what I mean? It's just... It's different when you have something that you're living with for the rest of your life, like an ostomy. I can't just, like, look at normal people anymore and just, like, think of myself like them. Like, I'm I'm very different in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this surgery was in no way easy mentally, and I deal with that every day, just, like, this constant battle of, like, why am I here? And obviously the pain of, like... Having an ostomy, like, there are a lot of different obstacles that you go through with an ostomy that a normal person doesn't deal with. I just, I didn't like seeing all that normal, normal see in yeah, front of my face like, all the time. Yeah, it's way hard, it's so hard for you to deal with, I'm Yeah, sure. yeah. But I chose to get off social media, like, before my ostomy, so, like, honestly... I didn't really know why I chose to get off it at the time. I just knew it was toxic to me, and I just compared myself. But now it's, like, it's because of my ostomy. Like, I needed that. I didn't want to be involved. Yeah, like, it... You just, I wouldn't have been where I am now. Yeah. If I was still on social media through everything. Like, I was going through, like, the failed surgeries and stuff like that, you know? What do you think is the best way to start to heal from trauma of any kind. Obviously yours is extremely severe, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Like you checked all four boxes yeah. of what you went through. Yeah. And you know, maybe someone is in it. Hello neighbors chickens. I know. They're talking. Um, but if you're like, I don't know, giving someone advice on how to start working through trauma if they're in the pit, like what's the first step? Well, the first step is obviously, like, therapy, but it doesn't even have to be, like, going to therapy. It can be, like, therapy within yourself, like, meditation or just, like, giving yourself time in the day just dedicated to strictly you and how you're feeling and dissect the shit out of that and figure out why everything is the way it is, basically, and that's how you start healing. Like, mm. you need to just understand where you're at at first so really just like getting to know yourself better I would say okay and how important do you think it is for like people to tell someone if they're going through something like sexual assault because for you like you, you didn't you didn't tell anyone for so long so yeah. like how does that how does what do you think? How long should someone wait to tell someone? When should you tell someone? I think like- people should tell them immediately. Mm-hmm. I do not think you should wait at all. Honestly, I wish that I wouldn't have because I wouldn't have had f- whatever six failed surgeries. I probably would have decided this a lot sooner. They really just need to be open and honest with somebody. Somebody, it doesn't really matter who, but, like, you need to tell somebody that because that can't just be trapped within you. Mm -hmm. That shit eats at you forever and ever and ever until you spill it. Like, you need to spill it immediately or it's just going to rot in you, you know? Absolutely. I think that's, like, a really good point on trauma in general is just that 
it lives in the body until yeah. you get it out. Yeah. And like like childhood trauma. Yeah. Like and some anything. of that stuff is things that like you may not even remember. Like and, are you, until you're older. Right. But like you gotta start talking about somewhere or something with someone. Yeah. To like get the ball rolling. Because yes. if you just it's so much easier for our bodies to dissociate, and mm-hmm. that's what they want to do to protect us. But it it doesn't serve us in the long run to stuff it. Yeah. It serves a short term. Oh my gosh, that's that, I don't want to think about that. That's that's too much for me. Yeah. Like I just rather not. It's yeah. easy today for that to be the case, but you do that every day. Like in ten years, that shit comes out in how you treat people. Exactly. That comes out in how you view yourself and how you like. Everything in the world, how you work, like the mm-hmm. level of work that you show up in your job. If you think you're worth nothing, you're not going to show up to your job and work hard like for something valuable because yes. you don't think you're worth anything. Exactly. Like, you know? Yeah. It always starts with yourself. You have to work on yourself. When you're finding someone to like talk to about, like you said, it doesn't always have to be an actual therapist, mm-hmm. but I think you need to search for someone that isn't going to try to fix you. Mm-hmm. Because no, what literally you need, somebody to listen. That's literally all you need. just listen and to validate that what you went through should not have happened. And to what you. you're feeling is okay. Because there are so many of us in our lives that just like have never had anyone, including our family or our parents, that just like sit with us and are like, "Dude, it shouldn't have been that way." You and know like how not many times about themselves, or you know? how many kids have had like mental health problems since they were little, and parents have. Beat a little bit to you're overdramatic. You're crazy. Yeah. Go to your room and then you just explode in your room because what the fuck? Like, what do you mean I'm not allowed to act like this? Like, I'm this is how I'm feeling. Like, it when you're little and things like that happen, it teaches you to compress everything within. And that's why, like, healing, your first step is exposing all that shit letting it the fuck out like, feeling is healing guys yes. you literally have to feel exactly. it and be like bro that was fucked up that seven year old that 16 year old little girl you have to go back into the past and like talk to her exactly like literally be like shadow I'm work so, so literally like i'm so sorry that that happened to you like you don't have to hold this anymore yeah like yeah, like you're free. You literally, but like nobody can do that for you. And Mm-mm. it's a really like foreign concept. People are like, what do you mean? Like yes. I have to sit down and like think about that. Like, yeah, yeah like I literally had no. to do an exercise with, with Carrie where I printed out a photo of of myself when Talking I was Talking to your little self. And talked to her and mm-hmm. was like, these are the roles that you had in your home. And like yeah, girl. these were not normal and it is okay to grieve them. Like yep. sit and cry about it and be like, yeah man that's like you shouldn't have had to do that and then you heal from that like little bit by little bit and like now I don't have this bitterness or hatred towards my parents or like people in my life that hurt me because I'm able to be yeah reflective of like that has more to do with them I think just dealing with yourself and everything within is just like working on who you're going to be as you grow up. Mm. Like, I think that kids need to start doing something like that when they're younger, like having a therapist in school, just to like be able to talk and let things go. Because when you get older, having it all just like bundled up is just like, it becomes too much at some point. And you really just like, life doesn't become enjoyable anymore. Dude, what if like schools had therapy as like a class where like once every two weeks... They hire therapists that work in schools that meet with students one-on-one. 
That would be insane. And you, and you just, like, have to do that. Yeah. And it's, like, like I mean, required. think about it. Are Have you ever questioned why you have to go to history class? No. No, because they make you. Yeah. Okay, make kids go to therapy. And if they, yeah. do, if they sit there and they don't say anything for the entire year, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Like, you really think a kid is not going to do, is going to do that. Yeah. And just not say I anything. I agree. I agree. When they're in the safe place and with somebody that they're comfortable with, like, right. that's, people have such a hard time finding, like, a therapist to talk to, but, like... You really just need, like, a trusted source. Like, even just a teacher can be, like, a therapist, you know? Like, teach the therapy class. But just, like, somebody that is a safe place that makes the children feel safe, you know? Like, I tried to find a therapist for years, and I could never find anybody that I clicked with. It was, like, I don't know. It was, like, they were forcing me to do it, and half the time I wouldn't even talk. Right. And it just did not help. Doesn't help. Yeah, dude, and you should have the option to. It should be more of like the person talking. Like you should be person. able to change teachers if you don't like your teacher. Yeah. Because like, when have you been able to do that? Never. Like, we don't teach kids how to have autonomy over their thoughts or feelings. Yeah. We teach them to follow a set of rules. Yeah. So. Yeah, we don't teach them control over them. No. Selves or their minds. Or their, yeah. Or like how to find peace. Exactly. That's pretty sad. It's really sad. Yeah. It's fricked up. Anyways, you're doing TikTok. You're working here. Mm-hmm. You're doing school. Yep. Like, what's your, what's your path forward? Honestly, I don't really think like that anymore. I think living day to day now, just going through so many surgeries, I just think, like, I'm going to have just a day. I just... I'm going to have a day, and I'm going to make that day happy. It doesn't really matter where I'm going forward as long as happiness is in the picture, mm. you know? I love that perspective. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I don't really care where I'm going forward. I could be homeless. I just want to be happy, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I matter. It. I love it. Well, for Grounded, um, Rachel does all of our social media. She yes. does our videography, our real editing. She is my personal assistant. She... Yep. Runs Juice Daddy for Josh yes. and I. She makes the juice. Yes. She um, helps us make labels, like literally everything. Like she's in the weeds with us through every single day. Mm-hmm. And so having someone around like you to just make every day better, and that's like your only focus, like yeah. always makes mine better. Yeah. You know, and you always Aww. say things like to me, like earlier Rachel showed me <clears throat> Rachel showed me a song, and she was like, "This reminds me of you," and it's like just feeling like angels are surrounding you. And you've said yeah. that to me before. You're like, "I just feel like you just have like angels around you, and yeah. like you're always there." And I just feel the same way with you. It's like yeah. you're just always there. Yeah. And we've been through so much. You've been through so much, and it's incredible to be able to sit here with you today and. Just, like, let your story be heard because it's it's really special and it's really courageous of you to, like, from the second you told Peyton, like, all you've had to have is courage. Yeah. And I think... I was just checking. Okay. <laughs> and I think a lot of times, like, it's just easy to dismiss that in ourselves. And I just want you to know, like, you're a badass. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. And thank you for letting me share my story to your people. I... I I just want to help other people. That's all I want to do. Even if it's moms hearing my story to help their daughters someday or their sons, I just want people to hear it just so that they're aware. And honestly, just so that people can look at me and think like, oh, I can do anything, anything I want to do. I can get through it. It's incredible. It's incredible. 
Well, thanks, Rachel. We love you. Make sure you go follow her on TikTok so she you can uh, hear more of her story. Her videos are literally the best. They'll make you laugh. They'll make you cry. <laughs> um, and even though you don't see her a lot on the Grounded page, she's there. No, I'm it's there. all Rachel. So shout out to her. Um, and we appreciate you guys for listening. So we'll see you next week on the, maybe not next week. I don't know. <laughs> We've kind of gotten off our posting schedule, but maybe next week. So maybe. we'll see you guys next time on the launch pad. We love you. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Satan does not want people to hear this podcast. Stop. Right. Silence! Silence! Are you fucking serious right now? The amount of problems we have had trying to get the... It's taken us four hours to record maybe a 30-minute episode.